Hi everybody, it's Rob Scott here from UC Today and in this session I'm joined by Eng House Interactive who will be providing some top advice on how to maintain quality customer experience in a time of crisis. So today I'm joined by Jeremy Payne, Group VP of Marketing for Eng House Interactive. Welcome Jeremy, how are you today? Yeah, really good. Thanks for, thanks for that intro Rob and thanks for the opportunity to, to talk to you today. Well, it's my pleasure. So thanks for joining me and uh, a, re a really interesting session uh, coming up. So uh, I think, first of all, Jeremy, before we get stuck in, why don't you introduce yourself and, and, and Charles Interactive, please? Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, my role as VP of Marketing and Alliances for Enchouse, I've been doing this role for the company for almost a decade now. Um, and I think I've probably spent something about the last 25 years doing versions of this type of role in, in different technology companies background in BPM, CRM, um, and now customer interaction management. When we look at Enchouse as a company, um, it's an unusual company in one way because whilst we have a, a really significant R&D team, we also grow rapidly through acquisition. Um, you know, so we've bought you know, numerous companies over the years, and I think we've bought probably something like five, six companies in the last five, six months. Um, so we're always adding uh, to the portfolio of technology and IP and products that we have. Um, I guess at the core of what we do, whilst you know, it's, it's all about customer interaction management, most of the customers that we have have a contact center in some way, shape or form at the heart of what they do. Um, and then allied and wrapped around that, there's a whole bunch of other supporting technologies. Great stuff. Thanks for that. And so, I mean, right now we're, we're in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic and and businesses have sent a lot of staff home to work or, or predominantly the whole workforce. So and many businesses have never thought of, you know, setting up remote working or sending their contact center, you know, home. So at a time like this, maintaining customer experience is, is critical uh, to survival. And uh, Jeremy, as a leading provider of contact center technology, uh, what are your customers going through right now? So, you know, I think it's like, it's almost like a film, isn't it? Where someone just kind of hit fast forward. It's like when you see somebody's life flash before them, it's like everything seemed to spin in the space of like a week or there a two week period. And so if we think about the cloud um, and some of the concerns people might have had about moving to the cloud and security and, you know, is it the right thing to do? And will it integrate with X, Y, Z that we've already got? it feels like so much of that just got absolutely washed away in the last sort of almost 72 hours. People just went from, we've got no choice but to work from home. Um, you know, so we have to kind of make this work. So I think when we look at many of the organizations that we work with, it's been a double whammy because not only are many of their staff or almost all of their staff having to work from home in some way, shape or form, but many of them, have experienced an enormous spike in interaction and call volume. So customers canceling orders, customers checking on status of orders, customers trying to find out different pieces of information. And obviously, depending on the sector that you're in, that, that, that varies. But almost all of them are experiencing some degree of change, not only in the way they work as an organization, but also in the way their customers are trying to interact with them. So um, you know, when you start to think about how do you solve those problems, um, all of the customers that we deal with are, are, have got, you know, the well-being, um, safety and security of their staff at the top of the list, and, and rightly so. 
and then cascading down from that it's how do you keep the plane in the air how do you keep the business running in such a way that when this does all blow through you know people have still got a job and there's still a business you know to to, to feed and pay everyone so huge amounts of change right now um and candidly some of our customers are better placed than others to deal with that um you know it, it, it's not by accident that you see certain cloud providers ring fencing capacity on their cloud for existing customers it's not by accident that you see certain people that sell laptops seeing a massive spike in demand um so you know it, it, it's kind of interesting in one way that like throwing a stone in the pond how the ripples are are rippling out in front of our eyes as we speak yeah absolutely i mean you've got a lot of contact center customers um yeah. so i was interested to hear kind of you know what what are their priorities and what are the the things that contact centers are doing right now to maintain that cx because that is absolutely crucial if you're going to drop customer experience it's it's in a time like this isn't it so what kinds of things are, are really top of the list yeah so i think it is we, we have sort of various customers and and the previous pinch points if you like have been sort of weather related so you know the one day in the year when it snows in the uk and people are forced to work from home so you know what we are seeing is organizations that did think ahead and have got some sort of you know business continuity plan in place they have got cloud infrastructure the ability to virtualize what they've got um are doing so those that haven't are working with us right now in, in in a sort of kind of fairly urgent capacity to virtualize their systems to allow their people to work from home but you know we're also seeing people doing the the obvious quick win smart stuff so obvious stuff you know changing you know content and information on your homepage of your website obvious stuff like changing the comfort messages and the options on your ivr flow obvious stuff like you know callback options so people aren't sat frustrated burning time waiting to use um you know we're seeing people that have got social kind of crowdsourced um advisors so people that as a one customer ask a question and that question is resolved that that answer is getting posted on their knowledge management forum, the FAQ, or it's getting put out there on Twitter. So all of these things are, you know, you can use the word called deflection, but they're in a way helping customers help themselves more quickly. Um, you know, one of the first places a customer is going to check for an answer is Google. So if you can find a way that when they type that question into Google, it, it arrives, takes them to a place where they've got an answer. Well, that's like one less call that you've got to kind of handle. So, you know, there's lots of other stuff that some organizations have, have candidly already got in place and you can just start to get onto AI and bots and all those kind of things. But for many people now, you know, the real big wins is, is the 80-20 rule. Um, getting the basics right will, will pay a massive dividend. And obviously it helps if you've got, you know, the right infrastructure in place to start with. Absolutely. So... Do you think expectations are being lowered? Would customer expectations be lowered in a, in a time like this? Or do you think, uh, you know, could the customer still wants it to be ultra smooth and convenient to get in touch with the business? I think, I think, you know, being honest, I think people are, you know, are more likely to give people a degree of latitude right now because everyone recognizes this is, you know, at worst a once in a hundred year. I you know the last time this happened was, was a hundred years ago. Um, 
So it is unprecedented and it is not normal kind of you know, business situation. So I think you know, most of the general public recognize that and will give people latitude. Um, but equally, most organizations that we deal with have an internal standard and an expectation of themselves that they want to offer a world-class service, they want to do a great job. So it's really, how do they keep doing that? And, and candidly, I think we're at a inflection point, um, you know, in, in terms of the way we all work and in the way customer service works, that lots of these changes have been there and they've been sort of some companies have embraced them and some haven't and some have been researching them but haven't done anything about it. I think people's hands have got forced in the last week, two weeks. So, you know, if you imagine you're a CEO and you're about to resign the lease on your office building this time next year, having seen that most of the workforce seem to be able to work reasonably well from home, you're probably going to think I'm going to sign a smaller lease. Having seen the need for people to have a laptop rather than try and, you know, carry a desktop computer home. There's lots of things that, that are kind of changing. And I think when you think about customer service, you know, we are going to move to a world where more and more of it is home-based, where, you know, customer service um, advisors are sat in their home office, they are camped onto a virtual contact center, and they're managing their shift patterns and time that they, they do based on, you know, the, their lifestyle and how it fits around home and family. So I think lots of those changes are going to really, really accelerate over the, the, the next 12 months and, and, and post-corona. And I think, yeah, we'll look back in time and there'll be sort of pre-corona and post-corona and post-corona will be like whatever system you're using, it needs to work in a virtual kind of cloud way where you can access it from, from any location. Yeah, absolutely. So how can organisations and, you know, companies with contact centers or customer service teams uh, might keep their employees productive uh, at a time like this, working from home? So it's really interesting because when we look at the customers that we work with and the way different organizations structure, set up, manage their contact center and the people that work within it, what you tend to see is the people that have moved down that virtualization road that do have employees working from home more, giving them empowerment to manage their own time. So through a workforce management application, signing onto a shift or taking a shift or not taking a shift. When you give people that kind of empowerment to manage themselves, the vast majority seem to have a higher, they have less turnover of staff, they have higher productivity, um, the quality of staff that they have um, and are able to re retain seems better. And of course, at the back end of that, you see higher CSAT scores and net promoter scores and all, the, all those good things as well. So um, there's a whole bunch of technology tools that, that support this, of course. So you've got all the workforce management stuff, the workforce optimization, call and screen recording. We've got real-time speech analytics that can listen in real time to two sides of a phone call. If somebody uses the wrong language, the wrong phrase, uses a swear word, whatever else, the software will pick that up and flag that to a supervisor who could be, you know, sat in a, you know, in a different country, but they will be pulled into that call or interaction in real time. So all of the technologies are there to kind of make this work. But we often describe to people, you know, it's two sides of a coin and, and technology and software is one part of it. 
But if you haven't got the buy-in and the consent of the people using those technologies, you're never really going to get the full benefit and value. So when you think about, you know, customer journeys or business process, it, it, it's about that cultural piece and optimizing and aligning the people and the process and the policies around the desired outcome. So, yeah, so it's really interesting, isn't it? Because with contact centers at the moment, especially in, in recent years, but you know, we're hearing a lot more about AI and uh, yep. machine learning in the contact center and bots and chatbots and all sorts of things happening. So is now the time for automation? You know, is, is now the time for the machines to take care of customer experience? Because, do, or do we need that human touch? What's more, more important in a time, time like this? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really interesting because I think you've got sort of like three variables there. So we've got, if we went kind of pre-corona and we said, is this the right time? We would talk to customers about, you know, digital by, by design versus digital by default. So if you interact with a low-cost airline, you're interacting with an organization that's basically got a digital by default policy. It doesn't really matter whether you want to phone them or not. They don't want to speak to you. So you're going to be forced down a road, which is you're self-serving in some way, shape or form through their website, through their automated systems and web chat, AI, call it what you will. Um, and when we think about digital by design, it's really about taking the best bits of automation um, and bots and AI and all that kind of good stuff and using it where it's appropriate. But at every single point, having an escape hatch so that if things go wrong or the customer can't get what they want or get where they want to get to, it will escalate it in real time to a human who can pick up that thread and that conversation and deal with you know, that, that customer's needs. When we think about what does that mean in the eye of, of this corona storm, um, McKinsey often use the phrase moments of truth so if you think about your experience as a customer interacting with different organizations, most of the time, 99% of the interactions you have with you know, whoever you shop with just go through straight through process. Everything's normal. Everything goes to plan. And then there's that one time when something goes wrong. For you as a customer, that's a moment of truth. It could be you've lost your phone. You've lost your wallet. It could be there's something happened on the back of the coronavirus. But at that point, pushing you down a pre-scripted, pre-determined, highly automated digital by default route is probably not going to be the right outcome because as you start to hit a stumbling block, you are already emotionally charged and, and, and at a fairly heightened state. As you get more frustrated with not getting where you want to get to, you're, you're kind of you know going to boil over as a customer. So having that escape hatch built in where you can escalate to to someone that's properly trained equipped and the most important word here empowered to get you where you're trying to get to so we often sort of talk about you know there's certain sort of shops if you walk into john lewis and you deal with somebody there if you have a problem you're generally speaking to somebody who's empowered on that shop floor to make a decision that's going to help you get where you're going to get to and equally, there could be another store that you walk into where there's a company policy, it's rigid, and however much that individual might want to help you, the policy says X, Y, Z, and that's the end of it. They're not going to be able to get you where you want to get to. So these are sort of what we call moments of truth. When you think about automation and AI and bots, um, 
huge amounts of value to be had and there's huge areas where they do really create value for the customer and for the organization what we tend to see is they work well in predefined pre-scripted areas um, the moment you start to move too far away from that is the moment that you risk losing the customer's confidence and goodwill with you and i'll give you an example let's say right now you you were typed onto google not that you can because you're in lockdown but let's say you typed into google italian restaurant within a five mile radius of where i live and you find that italian restaurant's got great reviews and you think great i'm going to go there tonight you drive there you get out of your car and find the restaurant closed down three months ago at that point the information google gave you was was not what you were expecting so now you're sat thinking Next time I go on and do a search with them, my confidence level, instead of thinking it's going to be 100%, I'm now kind of thinking 70, 80%. Maybe I need to double check. Maybe I should phone the restaurant to see if they are actually open or not, or whether they exist. And AI, in whatever shape or form it comes in, ultimately underneath it, but the, the supporting technology is a knowledge management system. And that knowledge management system is just like Google. It needs feeding with up-to-date, fresh content every hour of every day. If you're not doing that, the AI doesn't work as well as it should. So as you sort of constrain AI back to sort of predefined, predetermined things, it's much easier to control how that information is updated and maintained. Once you start to make it really broad, you need a lot of humans and people feeding it with information. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, and so choose, choose your tools carefully right now, especially uh, in this time of crisis. But um, in, in terms of going forward, Enchal's got a very, very uh, capable and fully featured uh, contact center portfolio. Um, how, how can organizations get in touch with Enchal's and, and find out more about uh, the types of technologies you offer? So, I mean, the easiest thing to do is just visit, visit enghouseinteractive.co.uk um, and you know, the homepage of our website kind of should hopefully get you, to, you know, to where you need to get to fairly quickly. We've got various, on the back of the coronavirus, we've got, you know, two or three fairly major promotions on right now. Um, they're not just open to existing customers, they are open to prospective customers as well. We have um, access to our virtual cloud contact center. So if you're an organization and for whatever reason that the infrastructure you've got right now won't virtualize and you need to have or get people working from home quickly, we can spin you up very quickly on our cloud platform and get things working. The same with video conferencing technology. If you've got a workforce that needs it to work from home, uh, you know, we have a video conferencing and meeting platform. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff we do as well. You know, we have all the IVRs and most of the things that you're likely to need to, to service a customer, um, we have. But, but right now, most people, I would say, is um, don't worry too much about AI and bots right now. Let's, let's sort of get the basics working really well with, within this new world order that we currently live in. And uh, we'll come back to AI and bots and all that exciting stuff um, when the dust has settled on the coronavirus. A really good point, well made. And Jeremy, I'd like to thank you for joining me today and uh, appreciate you, everything you're doing to uh, keep the lights on for your customers as well uh, during the pandemic. So uh, for now, uh, thanks very much and uh, all the best. That's great. Thanks so much, Rob. I appreciate it.